Hey listeners, I wanted to give you guys a bonus episode because it only makes sense. The season opener is today and I want to give you guys an apology in advance because the episode is longer. Uh, we wanted to touch up on the listener league and at the same time we're going to touch up on the the Toronto game. And real quick, because it's a little bit past halftime with the Clippers in particular, Kawhi obviously looks like the stud. LeBron and, and Davis are doing their thing. I guess we're just trying to look in a deeper format. If anybody's formulating that really sticks out, nobody yet, but it's good to see minutes uh, from obviously Lou Williams uh, looking good. I just kind of question on why they decided to start Patty Mayonnaise, what I like to call him, Patrick Patterson. I almost didn't even I didn't even know he played for the Clippers <laughs> to be honest with you but you know that's where we're at and let's go ahead and start the show Take a Ride Podcast. I'm your host here, Starks. You can find me on my Twitter handle at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram, One Closing Hero. I'm not here alone this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world. I have Jacob the White Knight on. How you doing today, brother? Oh, I'm doing great, brother. You know, it's the start of the NBA season. I'm I am just over the moon right now. <laughs> and just like you said, man, it's almost like Christmas Day for us just to, to see this mm-hmm. happen. And uh, so LT, may, LT the Sage may or may not be on on this episode. We'll, we'll ki- kind of keep you guys informed, but we want to at least give you guys an, an extra bonus episode because of the opening night. We're going to touch up on the listener league. Uh, and then at the same time, uh, there's going to be a section that's going to be another thing that's interesting uh, that's inspired uh, by Jacob that I think you guys will love. And then kind of closing up on another piece of information is kind of the the Toronto, uh, the Pelicans game, and as well as I'm sure the next game that's coming up. So with that being said, I'm ready to take people on for a ride. So in the listeners points leagues, and the thing is, I know this is like a dynasty podcast, which I want to still give you guys that mainly, but we expand on redraft and points leagues. So I'll give you guys content behind this as well. So if you guys didn't know about, if you ever heard of, of a, of a saying, let me just kind of open up and say it like this. You know, like I said, this is inspired by Jacob. And I call this the, the section of permanent marker. And you're like, you know, what it, you're like, what does that mean? Okay, so a permanent marker, as you guys know, you take a Sharpie out, you mark something down, and you, you try to erase it, but you just can't. And unfortunately, you know, the White Knight has been pumping up, up a lot of articles and blogs <laughs> for our site, new uh, lightfantasy.com so you guys should check that out with great articles there but you know we kind of ran into a hiccup here recently with the listeners points league and uh the situation that took place I, i'll pass you the ball there jacob what what actually just happened with the sharpie you used yeah so unfortunately i use the i use the yahoo default settings for the listeners point league and um i just assumed it was going to be um daily you know like you like you uh you can stream each day you can pick up a player you can play him that day but apparently the default 
was a weekly league where you have to set your lineup on Monday and it's locked throughout the whole week, which <laughs> honestly is one of the worst things about fantasy. I don't want to get into it, but uh, I definitely let I let I let you down, Starks. I let I let our players down here in our league, and uh, just want to say I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, I really hope uh, you can somehow see the silver lining and and see it as a challenge. But I agree, I would be I would be mad at me as well. <laughs> No, let me steal the ball from you, man. Hey, man, we, we all make mistakes, man, in, in fantasy. Uh. <laughs> and this was an unfortunate situation. This was a hard mistake or even a hard pill to swallow because it's yeah. like, you know, we're so – if you do fantasy, any type of formats, even in a dynasty league, let me tell you like this and from a dynasty perspective, I would be running up a wall because it's like – or even <laughs> running down a wall. I don't know how you want to say it, but I would be very irritated and frustrated because it's like, I'm going to just advise to the listeners, like, if you play fantasy basketball, whatever format that you're in, please make sure you do a, a daily format where yes. you're able to start your players the day of before the, the time starts. Because once you do that weekly lock, man, you're stuck there that whole week. Mm -hmm. So even, mm -hmm. even you trying to finagle the bench and start players, hey, man, that's not going to happen. And then another thing that, you know, I found out today, I think this is a good learning experience even for me, though, Jacob, mm. is because it's like, Man, I picked up a player, and I was like, okay, well, does that mean I can probably start him this week somehow? No, you, you don't. Is that right, Jacob? You can't start him until next week if you pick up a player from the waiver wire. Is that true? Exactly. Once, uh, once, once the uh, So if you were to have picked him up on Sunday, um, then he would have gone to your roster on Monday, and then you could have played him for the week. But, yeah, since, since uh, waivers didn't clear until today uh, – <laughs> you weren't allowed to use that player, which is so lame. And I really just want to email everyone at Yahoo and just beg for them to just manually switch it, even though it's not allowed, apparently. I mean, I agree with Starks. Daily is the only way to go because, yeah, you can stream. Uh, I guess you can pick out a player to stream, but it's <laughs> not nearly... Um, as fun and it's not nearly as effective if you're not able to stream for like let's say the tuesday thursday game and then you pick up a player for either friday saturday or sunday you just have to stream one player and that's not that's not a ton of fun so i definitely sucked all the fun out out, uh, out, of, <laughs> out of our league and uh, i'm so sorry <laughs> hey man like i said man you, i was inspired you you inspired us with the permanent marker section i'm gonna be honest with you that's good because it's like we we all make mistakes and you know yeah. I, to take to take some of the heat off of you man I, I'll I'll put it to you this way I guess it wouldn't be because I, I was able to fix it so <laughs> there was a mm -hmm. dynasty format where as you're in also you know Jacob mm -hmm. as you know I had right. to redo the rosters a few times and I as well as you helped me too so I was like yeah. we did the rosters like maybe three or four times total it it was a mess mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know this stuff happens you know unfortunately but. I think what a lot of people don't give credit to is people, that, as far as like commissioners, you know, I think people get more, uh, what's the word am I trying? They complain about commissioners versus at right. least giving them a good pat on the back because being a commissioner in any type of format, it's not an easy thing to do, especially when you have mm -hmm. competitors that are really competitive in the least. They do a lot more complaining than mm -hmm. trying to help sometimes. And that is an unfortunate thing. So although, you know, you, you took your permanent marker, <laughs> and uh, 
you know, you marked it. That's it happens, man. But I think it's a learning experience even for both of us, honestly. And right. we, we do apologize to the, you know, to the listeners that join um, us in the, in the points league. But, you know, that's what it is. And it kind of highlights just a few more things before we talk about the listener league mm-hmm. as far as, you know, what we think on the picks. Uh, last thing I want to say is, oh, man, what was it? So it's kind of like you're basically not being able to really strategize as much. But the thing is, like I said, it's more of a learning experience. I, and honestly, like you kind of said, Yahoo, you almost feel like they should allow you to delete the league. But the unfortunate thing is once you start a league, mm-hmm. and like how you showed me there, Jacob, it's like it won't allow us to delete it. And that's that's sad and that sucks, but that's okay. I know that you had the heart and you were willing to <laughs> basically you know, start another league over and, and start the rosters and, and put them on each team individually. Which would have been cool, and, and I obviously would have been yeah. a lot of work again. But to to know that we still couldn't delete that league is is pretty garbage. But we'll yeah. go ahead. <laughs> we'll, I want to we'll, steal the ball from you there, Starks. Just yes, one sir. more thing, my friend. Um, yes, sir. I hope I hope everyone there, uh, everyone can learn from my mistake and always <laughs> check your setting and don't just assume that Yahoo knows exactly what you want because they just do things the way that they want to and even though i love yahoo and i love you know i love them for uh all fantasy sports you need to double check and uh you know just because there could be something that could just wreck your league like a weekly league so please learn from my mistake so that this won't happen to you (laughs) no and and like i said last and to kind of close up shop on this Again, man, you've been really busy. You've been putting a lot of work, and I appreciate the hard work that you've been putting on as far as dropping the blog. Thank so you. Thank you. It's, it's definitely, you know, respectable uh, at this time. And actually, it looks like LT's ready, so let's see what we can do here, man. All right, LT. All right, let me see if I can get him on. All That'd right. be sweet if I could just pull him on real quick as we go here. Let's do uh, it. And actually, if you could, could you at least highlight um, as I try to get him on? Oh, yeah. Uh, J- Jacob, you can run the offense here as far as how the listener league is going. Absolutely. So, yeah. So um, we drafted last Saturday um, and I was and I was fortunate enough to get the first pick. Now, I didn't do anything to manipulate that. Yahoo gave it to me randomly. I promise. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, I've been, I've been harping on uh, Carl, Carl Towns um, as, oh. as the number one pick. In, in uh, my rankings, I had him number one. He's going to have a great year. And so when it came to my pick, uh, I put my money where my mouth was and I chose him. You know, like, you know. I was tempted. I was tempted to take a Giannis. I was tempted to take a James Harden, but I stuck to my guns. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with him because he's going to have a monster year. So um, that was awesome. And then uh, what's crazy is that Harden fell to you, Starks. He fell to number five, and that's insane because I was debating on him for one, and there's been a lot of debate across the fantasy community to take him one or two, and he was taken at five. So that as you would say, is a massive coupon cut right there for sure. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. What do you guys say for yourselves? 
yourself, Starks. <laughs> I, I'll just say it, it felt it felt right, you know. But I mean, it, it's like this. I mean, as you can kind of mention, you know, Towns. It, it made sense getting him at one, and then James Harden. I, I think it was like an early coupon cut. Uh, mm-hmm. But Drummond did go in front of him, which I can understand in the points right. league. But I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm happy with uh, I'm happy with Harden, and I'll just say it looks like LT the Sage Mater. Are you there, brother? I'm here. I'm here. How y'all doing today? Good, man. How you doing, brother? <laughs> good, good. LT, welcome, my friend. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Jacob, man. Good to be here. Good to be here. Right on. Yes. So we just actually just started on the Listener League, so you joined right on time. And uh, Jacob, you want to go through the next round a little bit there for the listeners? Yeah, so second round here, um, Russell Westbrook fell fell to uh, the 17th pick. And uh, I still think he's going to be a top 10 player in points leagues. Now in categories leagues, he's a wild card um, for sure. But he fell to 17, so I think that's massive value um, for sure. And then uh, let's see, I, I know that Sage picked um, Siakam right uh, in front of me. I was really hoping that he would keep falling. He <laughs> fell to 22, and I think yeah. Siakam's going to just be be a monster this year um so i mean that was a great pickup by ult yeah it's looking good so far i'm not i'm you know kind of kind of bash uh, you know a little bashful over here just saying that but uh <laughs> but yeah um siakam just where i got him at looking at this draft and looking at where i picked them up at um and looking at the game, I'm really happy with that pickup. I think he's going to be producing at a uh, as a top option here in Toronto. And um, I, there just wasn't too much as far as star ability around that area. So I just went with the best player available. Yeah, you know, there was a lot of talk about, um, like I heard uh, today, someone, some, some, someone gave a hot take, but a take that I could get behind. They were like, Siakam, Siakam's going to be more valuable in fantasy than Kawhi last year, and I think that could definitely happen because Siakam does not have that low, not you know, like he's not going to take any mm. games off. And Kawhi, I'm not sure the exact the exact number of games, but I'm pretty sure it was 20 plus. So I mean, like Siakam's going to be more valuable uh, to your fantasy squad than what Kawhi was last year. What do you think, Starks? I'm uh I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no to that, okay. but I, but I but I can honestly it, no that's fine I I can honestly because I think it's good we're we're gonna have some differences on this mm-hmm. on this podcast from time to time you know to the listeners but I, I'll say it like this which the point that you're saying it, it does definitely make sense because of like you had mentioned the scary uh, notion of hearing load management mm-hmm. which can definitely come Kawhi's way and at the same time. You know, everything that was pointed out to you guys on the skills of Pascal Siakam running uh, a lot of the offense in Toronto and the likelihood of him getting load management, it's, I wouldn't say slim to none, but it's very low in, in a sense. But uh, it's it's really tough to just assume that if that's the case. But I, I can honestly back you up, but it's, it's, it's just a little bit different from my perspective because of the stock stats. That's not to say that Pascal can't get that. Mm. Uh, but you know, the, the overall value, you're still going to get that from Kawhi. Now I'll spin it to you and, and put it to you like this. So Jacob, you know, if mm-hmm. you don't mind, if yeah. I was to basically, or even if you had Kawhi Leonard and he put up some strong games, would you be willing to trade uh, Pascal Siakam for Kawhi or would you actually stay with Pascal if it, if it came 
to that time around the playoffs in fantasy? That's a great question, Starks. If I saw that Kawhi, let's just say he played he played the first 15 games without taking any breaks and he was just killing it, uh, I would definitely try to move on him because I don't think there would be any reason to load manage him. But I would have to look at the Clippers record. I mean, sure. you, you, you have to look at the bigger picture when you're trying to yeah. trade because if the Clippers get up early, there's no way that he's going to grind and play every game you know um what do you think there uh lt um yeah the clippers um also uh, a little a little quick stat here um looking at the uh schedule grid um for later in those playoff those playoff time frames and uh the clippers are they have three games two games so they're gonna have um you know kind of the standard amount of games in that last that little that little leg there uh but um i I like Siakam only because I think that Toronto's going to be fighting for playoff positioning at the end of the year. I think the Clippers just don't care where they're at on, you know, one through eight. They're just trying to get to the playoffs. There's going to be so many maintenance days for guys like Kawhi and um, Paul George. Um, I I would I would take to be honest, see how this first week goes. But I, I would probably take that trade at a later point in the season if possible. So we'll move right along. I mean, it's it's an interesting uh, fact that you brought up there, Jacob, for sure. So we'll kind of move on to uh, – we do have a, typically the article on most of this in particular, but we want to still highlight on some players here. Like in the third round, uh, I guess we'll just kind of just – if you guys don't mind, we'll talk about a player that we think might have been in reach, and we'll talk about a player that you might have been cutting coupons with. So, mm-hmm. uh, Jacob, from your from looking at – from your standpoint, where do you think – maybe a reach was on this round in the third round for the listeners. Yeah. Um, I'm not a fan where Brooke Lopez was taken. He was taken um, <laughs> in, in uh, the middle of the third. And I don't, you know, like when John, uh, John Collins was still there. Um, Clint, Clint Capella was still there. I think that, Oh, Oh, and Steven Adams was still there. Jaron Jackson jr. I mean, like there's, so many other big men that could have gone over Brooke Lopez. And I know he had like what seemed like a flash in the pan season last year. I don't think he can, he can keep that up uh, this year. He's going to be valuable. Yes. Um, but he definitely reached for him. What do you guys think? LT. I definitely think that's a little bit of a race. Third round is uh third round. <laughs> that is oh man, you that you're coming at your third third producer on your team in a points right. league coming in Brooke Lopez. He's gonna get you some stats, but I feel like Brooke's almost more he's more important in a, a category league than a than a points league. Um I, I just super reach there. I don't I don't know if he's a Milwaukee fan or uh maybe it's uh his uh, maybe, maybe he has family. <laughs> Second uh, but yeah, what do you think, Starks? I'm, mm. uh, this is what I think. I think someone spilled ice cream on their laptop because Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I, I see, I see a couple reaches here. Not Me just with Lopez, like okay. R.J. Barrett right now. Oh, I, I saw that too, Starks. Yeah, oh, man. So it's, I don't know if the guy passed the ice cream to his friend and he dropped it on his laptop too. <laughs> because man, that 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 is that is definitely reaching. Maybe they had the impression of I don't know because points leagues, you know, you you can you can uh, draft a little bit differently, which makes sense. But 
Oh, my goodness. I don't know. Maybe he thought wrong. But I'll say this in the defense yeah. of Houston Celtics. I think he said in the chat that, dang it, my uh, my computer might have froze or something. I didn't mean to pick him. I think he said that. Let's hope he said that. So maybe that's that's <laughs> Right. So maybe I'm saving his life there. Uh, but as far as maybe cutting coupons here, this was a little tough for this round in particular. But I'll say it like this. I think Devin Booker at 26 was, to me, a little bit of a coupon cut. Yeah. Just because of, I believe he can be a player this year. And I know Phoenix considered potentially a wasteland team. Now, the thing that I'm concerned about is maybe that they rest players down as the, the season progresses. But I think, mm -hmm. surprisingly, they might be good. Because in my my logic and how I think how Devin Booker is, he's a top 15 player that I would not be surprised this year mm -hmm. that he could be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to get him at 26, I think that's a, a coupon cut. Do you guys agree or disagree, or if there's anybody else you guys see as a coupon cut here? Let me ask you something, Starks. Do you think uh, Ricky Rubio is going to take away from his from his assists? I think he's going to take. Yes, sir. I think he's going to take a little bit. Yeah. So, do you think do you think that's going to dent his value, or do you think that's just going to give him more opportunity to score? I think it's going to do a combination of both. Well, obviously, it's going to take maybe some dip in his assists, like you had mentioned. Mm -hmm. And um, at the same time, I think his volume, as far as, like you said, like scoring, I think his scoring would boost up. But at the same time, I think there would be times where he'll just take over the game and Rubio would kind of be a side, I wouldn't say a sidekick, but I mean, essentially he is. Yeah. But I still think Booker will still produce regardless of Rubio. Okay. Okay. What do you think, LT? Um. Booker, uh, I think that's a fair place for him to go. I, I, mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't take him that high, to be honest. Um, I think that he's going to take a small, now don't, I'm not going to overreact here, a small step back only because they do have, it's a second year in that offense. DeAndre Aiden, I feel like he's going to take a step up um, as far as uh, producing more for that team. And Rubio's going to be taking a lot of uh, ball handling assignment away from Booker, where Booker had the ball, you know, I think he had to be high as usage rate. Uh, for uh, for a player on a team, um, as far as the other draft picks, everything else looks pretty good. Um, maybe a little too early on Chris Paul. Um, I think that he takes yeah. a little bit of a step back this year, just because he's getting older and the type, you know, the team dynamic. I think there's three guards just fighting over time over there um, with Shea uh, with Shea uh, SGS and um, I can't think of the uh, the other player it's there. Schroeder. Schroeder, yeah, that's right. Yep. Shredder. Yep. Uh, so, um, so those three are going to be vying for the ball. So I, I think Chris Paul is great in a, maybe a round four, round five. So I think that yeah. might have been a little bit of a reach there. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll go ahead and move on to the next round here. And I'll kind of say what the reach was. I'm just going to call myself out on this. And it's Zion mm -hmm. Williamson at mm -hmm. 44. Nah. But you know, uh, I'll, Jacob, the white knight, I'll go ahead and uh, pass you the ball. You can bash me on this one, brother. No, no, man. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not your fault. I mean, at that time, we didn't know that he was going to miss six to eight weeks. Yeah. We knew that he had some sort of injury that was going to keep him out one to two weeks, maybe, um, <laughs> at that time. And then the news broke out, and it just killed the fantasy world. Um Fortunately, though, he, he is going to come back, you know, like it's not like a season <laughs> ever, thankfully. Yeah. Um, but yes, just by default, this was a reach because if we would have known that news, he, he definitely would have been knocked down to like round six or so or seven even. Um, I mean, that's a little late. But yeah, man, you know, it's, 
It's not your fault, Starks. I'll give you a pass on that one. Oh, okay, man. I appreciate it. LT? Yeah, you get a pass, man, because I, I <laughs> drafted Zion in a similar spot in another league, mm. uh, and um, I am feeling it uh, right now. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I went pretty early on him. So I, I give you a pass because I give myself a pass. So there you go. <laughs> um, this this round was actually very interesting. I like this round a lot. Um, a lot of a lot of uh, coupon clippings in this round that I see um, between D'Angelo Russell now getting the information back from a Clay's probably going to miss the rest of the year. <laughs> Yeah, uh, seeing him right. go in the round four, man, uh, <laughs> that is a pretty good pickup, which uh, almost makes up for the fact that he put R.J. Barrett before him. Uh, yeah. yeah, but um, uh, <laughs> Draymond Green going in this round is a great uh, coupon clipping as well. Mm-hmm. I don't see too many reaches. What do you think, uh, uh, Jacob? Do you think any reaches on this one or uh, reaches? No, I mean, like you said. Everything's solid. I really like that Buddy Heald pick at 37, mm. and and uh, I'm sure I'm sure you guys will agree with me there. Just because here at uh, here at New Life Fantasy, we really think that Buddy Heald's going to take that step and uh, get into the top get get into the top 25. So I mean, like to get him at pick 37, even in a points league, he's st- like he's still going to produce. Now we said this. Earlier, we would like to see his uh, we we would like to see his steals go up. But other than that, I mean, he's a great value there um, at pick uh, thirty seven. Absolutely, absolutely, actually. And then I want to also say, and I know this is a guy that I'm not a, too fond of, and I think this was actually a coupon cut in a points league, and that's Julius Randle. Like again, mm. and that's what LT picked him up. I was actually stuck between him and Zion at that spot, mm. and again, I'm just not. I just do not like him. I don't like his fantasy <laughs> game. Um, but this the situation as far as in the points leagues, I think that's, to be honest with you, that's a really good spot. Now, if yeah. you're in a dynasty format and a redraft format, he takes a massive bump down lower in my mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rankings, yeah. uh, because of the type of skill set he does. But this is perfect for him. Uh, so that was good there. So we'll move forward on round five. So the reach in this round in particular – I don't really – this looks like a fair round, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, I'll pass you the ball there, Jacob, you know, uh, before I say anything on this in particular. Yeah, I mean, um, the – okay, no, I see a reach here. I, um, you do? Okay. Yeah, I think that – I think that white oh, side went, went Yeah, I see that early. Yeah, I just seen that too. Mm. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm looking at who's below. I mean, you know um, – I mean, now we know that Blake Griffin's injured, but he went way after him, and then Bam went after him, which I think he's going to have a much better year than Hassan Whiteside. Um, that's interesting, though, because they were kind of rivals uh, in Miami, you yeah. know. Uh, and then Sabonis and Thomas Bryant could have a better year. So, yeah, I do think that Whiteside carries some risk, even though he's going to be a blocking machine. And I like where his head's at, where he wants those big men, because he did get... Andre Drummond, um, and and he's just trying to get those big men with those blocks. Uh, but his role isn't a hundred percent clear. Uh, you know, you know, like with Zach Collins there, um, and uh, so yeah, that's a little bit of a reach for me. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a still the ball here. That's a that's a huge reach at, at round five, <laughs> okay. and it's and it's and it's interesting because I'm looking at his other picks. Mm-hmm. And he is going 
just these huge, huge players. Oh, he's going Donkey Kong. He's going Donkey Kong, right? (laughs) But but this is a points league. So in my head, I'm just thinking, you know, you need points as you know, because it's a points league, and you know, in, in a in a category league. You know, uh, he would be pretty scary. He'd, he'd pretty much have blocks, rebounds, probably on lockdown. Right, um, right. You can kind of go with that strategy. Um, it's just uh, it, then I look at his next pick, um, Lonzo Ball. Uh, so it it, it just uh, white side's a little bit of a reach, <laughs> but because uh, I think halfway through the season, you know, I also stashed Nerfic. Uh, halfway through the season, he's going to lose his starting role. Um, so yeah. you know, is going to come back hopefully with, between January and February. And, um, that's going to really cut down on his production and, you know, when, it, when it counts later in the season, what do, what do you think starts? Uh, I think Hassan, I, I'm not really worried about surfing Nurk as, as Lewis would say, uh, Nurk, <laughs> uh, that injury, that was obviously a freak accident injury. I don't know mm. if anybody yeah. see, I would, I wouldn't want to repeat looking at that, right. but maybe he could potentially come back, um, you know, this year, like you had mentioned around the January, February range, and maybe he surplants Hassan Whiteside. But I think Whiteside is going to be fine. Um, I'm not saying he's fine at that spot by no means. That was definitely a reach. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously it looks like Whiteside has a little bit of ailments right now, I think. Yeah. Uh, exactly. You know, he that, always does. Yeah, he does, definitely. So um, I'll say that at least one of the picks I like um, is kind of what you said. Like I like to call him Bam Bam Bigelow, Bam mm-hmm. Adebayo. <laughs> nice. Um, he he is a good he, he is gonna be a, a breakout player and I think it's the consensus is with a lot of experts. I, I am in agreement in that uh that he's gonna be a solid player this year. And uh let's see. Yeah, this round was pretty pretty neutral, but yeah, I didn't see the white side one until you called it out, you guys. So <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. <laughs> so round six here. So I'll I'll actually pass you the ball, LT, if you want to run the offense on round six. What you what you think on those picks there, man? Round six is I I was just looking through round six and I really like, uh, you know, we were talking about R.G. Barrett a couple of picks ago for the kid with the flames on his name. But I really like the Thomas Bryant pickup in this in this round. Yeah. I am really loving Thomas Bryant's game. Again, I, I actually watched some clip clippings of him uh, and uh, he passes the sage eye test for sure. Um, he's 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 a big man. He has a, a beautiful three point shoot uh, shot. His rebounding, his scoring is efficient. And Washington is in need of offense. They are in need of scoring. They're in need of a two guy. And they're really looking to him to be that kind of second guy to Bradley Beal. And so he's going to emerge, I think, as maybe a breakout candidate this year. So I really like that pick. Um, I'm not too big on Jonathan Isaac um, at at round six. Um, I think you could have got him maybe a little later. But other than that, the rest of the the rest of the round is I like it. It's pretty solid. What do you Mm -hmm. think, Jacob? Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you with Brian. I had this I had this hope that he would Mm -hmm. fall to me. Uh, at the last pick, but it sounds like he wouldn't have gotten past. Uh, uh, nah. Wouldn't have gotten past uh, <laughs> either of you, but uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I I agree with you with Isaac um, at pick sixty five. That's a little bit too early. I would have at least waited the next round. Just you know, like those steel, you know, you know, like the steals and blocks are super nice. Um, but he doesn't score enough for me to take in the sixth round. Um, so and then. Um, you know, I would have much rather had a few players taken after, like John Morant, Jamal Murray, Terry Rozier. Um, you know, I would have much rather had those guys over Jonathan Isaac because I think they'll outproduce him. But that doesn't that 
doesn't mean that Jonathan Isaac won't have a solid year and he could even break out and even live up to this. But uh, yeah, yeah. For now, I always go safe. Like I said earlier with at least like my first like seven to eight picks and then I take risks. What do you think Starks? Yeah, I think I'm disagreeing with you on both of uh, both of you guys there on Jonathan Isaac. I think this is the year that he actually does have a breakout season. Um, <laughs> I've been giving him a hard time the last few years, but I think from this year, it, it's it's going to be the opportunity and chance as far as what I've seen here in the preseason. Obviously, you can't put a premium on preseason or even mm-hmm. summer league. I get it, but what what jumped out on to me was obviously the the muscle watch that's been, you know, talked about with him gaining the muscle weight and at the same time him facilitating the ball a little bit more to get that assist rate up during the preseason. Now, if that sticks in the regular season, I'm all in. And then at the same time, which you had mentioned as a triple one threat with a three point shot, a steal on the block that he can be accustomed to uh, for your fantasy format. Now, this is where I kind of agree with you guys on now, Jamal Murray. And like, you know, just to say that he was still there, that was the mm-hmm. massive coupon. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't have happened at yeah. all. So yeah. I would honestly, you know, prefer that option there. But I think Jonathan Isaac, you, you, you might have possibly got him, you know, the next round. But right. in, in a redraft league, that wouldn't have happened. At least I would have been all over that. I think that's a fine spot. Dynasty <laughs> format, you're not going to get him there. You're going to have to pay a premium to get Jonathan Isaac. Now, points league, since you're the specialist there, Jacob, you would have more knowledge of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'll, you know, I can say that I can I can be with you. I guess for me, I, I just still see a breakout. Um, but for right here also that I want to mention here that I thought was a pretty good coupon cut in a sense was ball. And I'm pretty sure maybe you guys don't agree, and which would be understandable. Um <laughs> I think he's a player that can honestly fill the stat sheet up. And I think it's almost aimed towards points leagues because if you're getting those assist uh, steals and he can probably score some points from time to time, I think he's honestly a little bit tailored towards points leagues. Now, we obviously know for last year that or the last couple of years, you know, all the hype, obviously, with his his dad, you know, speaking for him Mm -hmm. saying all these crazy things and. Wearing his his busted, I wouldn't say Payless shoes, but the five hundred dollars <laughs> shoes that hurt his ankle over the time span, right? So one thing that sticks out in mind, he has a fresh start in New Orleans. Obviously, with Zion Williamson out for a while, here's his chance and opportunity to get his stats going this year. And honestly, in a dynasty format, real quick, he could be a potentially. And this might be, I wouldn't say this is a bold take because I feel like people are starting to believe. Maybe he could be a top 25 player. I'm not saying that's going to happen this year, but give him a couple years. As, as long as he's healthy, he could be that player. But I won't say that he will be. I think he could be a top 50 this uh, player this year at least. So I'll pass you the ball there, LT. What's your thoughts in this round? Um, as far as Lonzo is concerned, just to, just to uh, kind of double up on that, I liked Lonzo better when Zion was healthy. Yeah. So now that Zion isn't in the and me watching the game, me watching this game as well, I, I think that the offense in general will stagnate a little bit without Zion. And I don't think there's enough players that can take the ball and score it as fast as Zion would have uh, with Lonzo passing him the rock. So I think Lonzo takes just a small step back for me originally, because I was actually really hot on him too, Starks, um, looking at his improved three-point shot. I saw a couple of threes go in. He hasn't taken that many, but he's made the ones that he has taken. And he he's just without Zion to really feed the rock to and get those easy kind of two pointers and getting those assist numbers up. He just takes a small step back. But of course that's after that's after the draft. So we didn't know that. Um, 
Dippo, I will say this, Jacob. Dippo in this spot, um, I don't know. When it, Jacob, if you know, when is Dippo supposed to be coming back? Yeah, so I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of reports out there, but I think the hope is that he's going to come back before Christmas. Is that right, Starks? That is the hope in this word on the street. Yes, sir. Mm. Word on the street. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I'll steal the ball from you there. Yeah, I so so I had uh, the last pick of this round, and that's where I, I took him. Um, Oladipo and but I was hoping you know like when it was like the fourth pick I was like okay I want Bryant I want Murray I want Rozier I want Gordon but they all got taken (laughs) ahead of me so it was kind of like a desperation pick and being like you know what I'm just gonna stash him and hope he comes back and then he can be a lottery ticket for me later um but I get the risk and that's why I'm willing to take a risk in the sixth round uh at, at the end of the sixth round, knowing that I could have the next pick right after. But uh, it was definitely a desperation pick, and I knew he wouldn't come back to me when I had mm. when I had the last pick of the eighth round. So I, so I just went for it, you know. And, and I'll say this. I don't think, I don't think it's bad, um, per se. It is questionable, but mm-hmm. I'll say it like this. I mean, the reports that came out here recently, to play even five-on-five, five, even if it's partial contact, that's to me. That's music to my ears, and that's an okay spot. Now, I know it was mentioned here from experts about a week or so ago that maybe you could potentially get him at the, well, actually recently. I'm sorry, like in the hundred range, mm-hmm. I would be a little bit more aggressive and get him in the 80s and 90s. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, in a dynasty format, it's a little bit different. I'm going to get him in the 60 or 55 range right. in a dynasty format. But in this situation, I think it's okay because. You get a pass, at least in my eyesight, because we have IL spots in this league. Now, if you right. didn't have that, uh, that would be a little bit different. And at the same time, with it, because uh, we're used to, at least for me, I'm used to playing real deep leagues and where there's like nothing on the waiver wire. In this type of league, this is a 12-man league. I can still look at it. I can find a player right now on the waiver wire that I feel like could be a producer for my team. Right. And I think you, you, you wouldn't have any issue of doing that. So when that lottery ticket comes out, potentially, which is Dippo, if he does come back around November or December, he's a league winner for you um, in that aspect, too, because he can produce as a top 25 player. Now, they're probably not going to rush him, but that's something to kind of look at there. So round seven, uh, I'll look at this real quick. And one of the players that I'm sure the fantasy community either, you know, talks about or make fun fun of a lot is Andrew Wiggins at 74. <laughs> um, <laughs> for those that are in points leagues like this league in particular, this is the only time that he's going to get any type of praise right. because this yeah. is tailored for him um, in any redraft format in the dynasty format. I'm not touching him with the 45 and a half. Pole. That's <laughs> nope. where I stand with that. So I'll pass you guys the ball on, you know, what's your thoughts on this round in particular? Yeah, yeah. I touched up on this on the article. Um, I said, usually Wiggins has little to no value at all. But in a points league that, you know, I think uh, the the other night he went four for 18 for like 10 points, <laughs> four rebounds, three assists. That's basically what you're going to get from him from night to night. But in a points league, that's okay, and that could actually help your team just because any sort of stats helps, and he's getting the ball. I mean, he's shooting 18 times, so four of those balls are bound to find their way 
into the hoop, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're tough on him just because we're so used to category leagues where he just hurts us. Um, but in points league, uh, I wouldn't. I mean, that was still a little bit too early for me, but uh, I don't mind that pick. What do you think, LT? Yeah, Andrew Wiggins is <laughs> – he yep. is – yeah. So, even, so like like Jacob said, in points leagues, this is where he will shine the most in fantasy is in these type of formats. And the Minnesota Timberwolves do have an infusion of youth. So, they are going to be running a little bit uh, faster with Teague at the helm rather than Con- – mm-hmm. you know, they're going to be running a little bit more um, in Minnesota. So, he's going to be able to get shots up and uh, for some odd reason he has the green light. Um, so, that is <laughs> – uh, so in points league, that's pretty good. Like uh, Stark stated in redraft formats, um, maybe last pick, second to last pick. Um, if you need it, need someone who's going to score, but he's going to hurt you, hurt you in your you know your field goal percentage and stuff like that. And he'll have the occasional thirty point game, uh, and and then he'll just disappear for like five games in a row. So yeah, at Wiggins is a, a definitely no. I do want to talk about. Someone who went in this round, round seven, is Danilo Gallinari to Viet's team. This is a coupon clipping out of this world at this round. Danilo may be on OKC, the leading scorer on that team, uh, uh, you know, primary uh, one to look to score every night. The only thing you're worried about, and which is probably why he went so late, is, you know, injuries. Um, he, he is very injury prone, but I love mm-hmm. Danilo Gallinari. I can't believe I passed up on him. I was I was focused so much on getting a point guard, uh, uh, point guard on my team. I, I didn't I forgot the coupon clip, um, so I paid more than I should have. But Danilo Gallinari definitely, to me, is the is the coupon clipping of this round. What do you got? What do you think, Starks? Uh, I, yeah, I'm agreeing with you on that for the, the rooster. I'll say this also. Miles Bridges was also a coupon cut in this mm, round. Yeah. Um, yeah. In that aspect, too. And honestly, I think Bagley was a, a nice little cut there by uh, Jacob there. So, okay. um, looking at this in particular, <laughs> I, I am – this is the biggest cut. I, I do agree with you, LT. It has to be D- uh, Danilo Gall- Gallinari. That should not happen. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think yeah. it's because we just think of – Maybe he's a little bit older, and maybe he's he could mm-hmm. be a boring player. But I don't care. As you as you would always always say, like LT, he's a producer, man, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what you need for your team. That's what it takes to win. So although a, t- a player could be boring at times, because I I mean I, we like spicy players, but we want that production too from players. So I, I don't know. I think it's just because of the name, uh, and that's why he fell this late. It's like we all kind of forgot about him. So uh, Jacob, you know, what's your thoughts in this round at all, man? Yeah, I will say I don't blame you for your pick, LT, of uh, Dejunte. <laughs> Dej. Hey, Dej. Put on phonics. Dej Murray. Uh, <laughs> Dej. I, I actually think he has a great year, especially especially in points leagues. Um, <sighs> he can No? Start? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, that, hey, that's for both of y'all, I guess. You, no, it's okay. You guys, I don't, but that doesn't mean it's not right. But go ahead. I like him. I think... Um, I honestly think, and maybe this is a hot take, but I think he makes Derek White a little bit irrelevant. I think <laughs> Derek White will still get some steals, but I think I think Murray's presence there is going to not phase White out, but I think it's going to. It, I think Murray's going to be more of the focal point, him and uh, and DeRozan. Um, but that's just me. Uh, you know, you know, I think he's going to get those steals. He's going to get those points. He doesn't get assists, of course. But in a points league, if he gets those points and steals, he's pretty valuable. Um, so 
I wouldn't be kicking yourself too hard because, like you said, Gallinari, he is pretty injury-prone, even though last year he was actually all right. He uh, he stayed healthy, actually, for most, for most of the season. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, now, I don't know if that's a trend. I think that might have been a flash in the pan because every year before that, he's always bound to get hurt for like 20 games or so. Um, so that's my thoughts on uh, on that. And don't forget about... Uh, don't forget about what I said. I, uh, I said on our last podcast that Marvin Bagley is going to outscore Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah, I want you to hold, hold on to that type, but go ahead, Jacob. What else you got, man? <laughs> I wrote it down. Good. I'm not forgetting it. Just like you, Starks, and the uh, Malik Monk. <laughs> Malik Monk, man. He's going to drop a 40 point game here. Hey, it's going <laughs> to happen, man. <laughs> so, so That's we'll, right. We'll, so we'll move right along here in round eight. This, I think when you start getting the six-round range, it gets really fun because I think this is where you want it to be safe, but at the same time, you want to take some upside plays. But anyways, right. round eight, <clears throat> let's see here. One of the, I would say the coupon cut here uh, for my eyesight here, let's see. I know LT is giving up on G. Hay already <laughs> at nine. <laughs> I, I can definitely understand that. I did say a few, you know, podcast episodes ago that he has a ticking time bomb around his way, so it might explode, and he might not be that player. I think I'm still going to give him a chance to get him at 91. I think it's just a, a minor cut uh, of That's... a coupon, but actually the mm-hmm. biggest coupon cut. I don't know how I pass this up is Ma- Malcolm Brogdon at 85. Yes, yeah. You know this player. I I know it's like it's it's almost like a if you're in the fantasy community. You, it's like a lot of us have that mentality. We want really the spicy type of player. He doesn't bring the spice, mm-hmm. at least for at least from my opinion and my eyesight. But he could be a, a potential producer coming from Milwaukee. He was a solid player last year. Now he's in Indiana, where he has a little bit more opportunity to shine. Now he's not a usage rate type of player, and maybe he doesn't score. Uh, he's not typically a scorer. Maybe that changes a little bit this year, where he's going to operate. Obviously. Uh, with Victor Oladipo out. So that's something to look at because he could be a top 60 player or better. And to get him at 85, honestly, that has to be a massive coupon cut. And I'm going to be honest with you. I know OKC is like my team. But if I had a secondary team, I, I've I've been big on, as you guys probably know, or even the listeners, I've always been big on, on Miles Turner and Victor Oladipo. So yep. Pacers is like my secondary team, and I just like them in particular. Mm-hmm. So. This is going to be an interesting team in the East, and I'm and I'm excited or really excited to see how they do. And I'll pass you uh, the ball there, LT. What's your thoughts in this round, man? Oh man, uh, thanks, man. This this round, uh, I was looking through it in a points league and points format. Uh, G. Hey, uh, that ticking time bomb will explode. <laughs> by the way, I just wanted to make sure I, I, I got that on the tape. Um, man, he, yeah. Anyways, right, Jay, yeah, write that down, <laughs> please. Jay, Jay Rich. So Josh Richardson, um, going this late in the round eight. I, Jay, for me in redraft leagues, I don't particularly like him because I don't think he's going to get enough shots out on that team. Right. I think that I think he's maybe the fourth guy on there, but he may have open shots in a points format, points league. He's going to really get you. Um, he should score over ten points a game in uh, on that team with everybody else, all the other talent around him. So he should have open shots and really uh, cash in on that. Uh, not too many reaches. It's hard to reach at this round. Um, yeah. 
I I will say my Colin Sexton pick. Um, <laughs> I have a friend at work that is a uh, Cavs fan, and he has been talking my ear off on Colin Sexton for the last uh, uh, month and a half. Month uh, and a half, telling he, me he, he, talk, he talked the wrong player to you. Hey, hey man, <laughs> talking Sexton over to me, and I was like, all right, I'm a, I'm gonna go with them. I saw some of his games preseason. Uh, we actually, I'm local and I'm, I'm in Ohio. We're in Ohio, so I, I'm able to you know watch all the Cavs games. I can I can muster through. But I kind of wish I would have got Van Vliet at that pick. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so that's probably a bigger. That's probably the biggest reach is, is me. <laughs> what do you think, Jacob? Yeah. So so I'll go. So with with. Uh, Richardson, there was talk of him being being the point guard sometimes, and I really think that's going to help his value. Even though he's not going to have he's not going to have the same uh, usage, I think he's going to get those assists and steals. So I actually liked him if he would have gone in the sixth or early seventh. So to get him in the eighth, you're right. I think that's a huge coupon. Um, and then as far as your Sexton pick, I was just saying this to Starks. I think. He's a lot more valuable in a points league just because all he does is score. Um, now, the hope is that he keeps growing and maybe he can become a, a facilitator. Uh, but uh, I think I think uh, Darius Garland's going to be yeah. the starting point guard, right? Yeah, I'm am st- still in the ball real quick. Yeah, there there's Garland. I, what I was going to say is the guy the guy at your, was you say it was at your job, LT. Yeah, my yeah. yeah. What he should have been whispering, what, what, what he should have been whispering <laughs> in your ears, Darius Garland, if anybody oh. over there. And I, I think, and I'm actually in agreement with Jack because I know he's a point specialist here, and Colin Sexton actually does make sense there. But before we even get to the game, I'm, I'm sure that everybody wants to talk about the first game of the season, the Toronto and the Pelicans game. I'll just tell you this, LT. Just go ahead. And look at Fred Van Bleet's stats real quick. I, I, I already know, man. You don't <laughs> gotta. That's exactly. That's exactly why I said I should have got Van Bleet because oh I'm, I'm watching this game and my man is killing it. What? I'm, I'm cringing right now just thinking about how beautiful my stats would look with Siakam and Van Vliet together. And uh, I just, I didn't know Van Vliet was going to be taking these many, these many shots. He's just, it's like the red light joystick out there, man. He's just, he's just shooting every, it's crazy, man. It's, this game's, this game's great, uh, by the way, if any oh, yeah. listeners are watching. Oh yeah, but we're just, we're just, that was just a little appetizer. We'll dive deeper <laughs> after we're done, but no, I just wanted you to get that taste. I'm oh, sure, man. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to fill it with a player here soon this season, the same way where I, I get my regrets. But um, as far as this case, I still think Darius Garland, kind of what Jacob had uh, mentioned as well, that he is going to maybe take more of the point guard responsibilities. And mm-hmm. I think there was a report that came out as well that Colin Sexton had said, you know, there was mentions that he was going to be more of a facilitator, but actually Colin Sexton, I believe he said something of the, along the lines and I'm paraphrasing it, that he's willing to let Garland to be more of the facilitator of the team mm-hmm. and Cleveland being such a wasteland team that it is <laughs> other than just Kevin Love that I don't think is going to be there this whole year. I believe for some reason yeah. he might get moving. It's just a gut call, but right. it's more of, of a youth movement there. And I think Darius Garland is going to surprise a little bit more this year just because of he had an ailing injury in the preseason. So as a dynasty owner, you know, a lot of people were drafting him high, and I've seen him go in the 90s range. But some of the echo and hype trains started to fade off 
because of the players that formulated in the preseason. As you guys know, we were right. talking about Nah in the last episode. We've been talking mm-hmm. about Matisse Bully, if that's his name correct. Um, and then at the <laughs> same time, we just kind of we start pushing some of those players behind. So Garland is a player that I'm going to be really interested in this year. And, and a bo- just a quick bold take on that, and so, since I'm ISO and off this subject. I think Garland could be a top hundred or top hundred and twenty-five player this year. Wow. I would not, I would okay. not be surprised of that wow. uh, this year because I know the the like I said, people are talking about other players. But what I try to do uh, before seasons is really dig deeper of what people are not talking about, and it reminds me of Thomas Bryant last year that I kept saying, hmm. if this guy gets the opportunity, and this was really deep, if this guy gets the opportunity and he gets on the floor, he's going to be mm-hmm. a solid player. And as you guys see this year, and I know LT, you're a backer of him. You like what you see from Thomas Bryant. Oh, and, yeah. he, and he's been going as a top 60 to 70 player. And he's probably mm-hmm. going to be a top 50 player or better this year. And the thing is with me, I once I have a heart for somebody, I have to start pulling away because the echoes are coming out. So, <laughs> um, But that's that's what it is. And I think Garland could be a good player. But to get off this soap, soapbox rant, um, I'll go back into the draft here in round nine. One of the, I think, steals here in this round in particular, it, it gets a little bit tougher here. Mm. Uh, but I think I think Dwayne Dedman was actually a pretty good pick here at 99. Now, mm. it's not – actually, LT got him. Of, of course he did. Uh, <laughs> of course he <it> did. <laughs> at 99, and I know this seems like another boring player, but I'm going to be honest with you guys. If you're in a redraft format, I know this is a points league, but if you're in a redraft format, he's a, like a potential top 75 player or better. And I know right. that's cringing to you, but we got to remember what he did last year in Atlanta. And at the same time, he's a he's a boring player, but boring players, as long as he's getting producing stats, and that's all that matters. I'll pass you the ball there, Jacob. You know, what's your thoughts on this round, man? I just want to say, boring players get the job done. Yeah. You know? yep. I'm looking at, you know, like DeRozan, and we talked about Brogdon earlier. Uh Harrison Barnes, even, uh, you know, and a uh, Dwayne Dedman. I mean, like those boring players that, or uh, Al Horford, you know, like they're, yeah. Boring. No, I'm but, yeah. but yeah, yeah, but you know, like they, they put their hard hat on and they get the job done. And that's what you want on your fancy team, you know, like they're not going to carry your team, but they're going to be a linchpin and a possible, I mean, you need that. You need that consistency if you want to compete. So I had no problems with boring players. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I wanted to make note of Nicholas Batum going at the mm. end of the ninth round. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> I first uh. am not touching him. I think in my rankings I do have him around like the 130s. But uh, I know he... I mean, okay, this isn't a take away from his past. He used to be incredible, you know, like when he was, was on my, the Blazers. That was my guy, man. Batum, yeah. that's my guy, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you know, he used to rack up those steals. He used to rack up Ooh. those like those like, you know, like those like hardworking stats. Intang- sure. intangible stats is what I like to say. Those intangibles. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. You know, like he's on a wasteland team as a veteran. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's probably the worst situation that you want to be in. You know, um, so I think he could have. I think he could have waited until 
the last to second to last round, <laughs> maybe, you know? But hey, you know, Viet, you know, like, I respect you. I respect that you want that you want the ghost of Batum, but, you know, I would pass on him if I were you, bud. Sorry. Okay, I'm I'm gonna t- <laughs> I'm gonna take a quick ISO on this one on Wayne Bebby real quick. Uh, I'm not gonna assume. Yeah, he's 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 done. Uh, King, King DD. Um, this year I am uh, been going real point guard heavy. There's just so much uh, value in point guards and redraft leagues and point league, and I've been eyeing on King DD. Um, in all my drafts, uh, Dwayne Detman on a team of the Hawks last year where you have to think there was an infusion of youth there, but their team wasn't that good. Uh, they didn't have that much uh, talent around him other than Trey Young. Um, now you switch him over to Sacramento. Uh, that team is on the up and up. Uh, there's a lot of talent around him. There's a lot of shooters around uh, Dwayne Dedman at Sacramento. You think Buddy Heald, um, I think Bynanovich is uh, not Bynanovich, but um, but yeah, there's the shooters all around him in Sacramento. He's going to have space. He's going to have availability to get those rebounds. He's going to be the, the main cog underneath the basket, getting rebounds and getting those blocks and being a main defender. And uh, I just I just love getting him in these later rounds, man. I think those, him getting him in, a, uh, you know, especially in a points league in round nine, I, I do agree, is a steal. There's a couple. There's a couple on questionables on here, um, uh, but uh, the big one is uh, the big the, the coupon clipping. Other than my pick was uh, T. Ross. Uh, I think he's going to mm. score a lot for the Magic this year um, in a points league like this. I think I think he's just going to score, uh, which is what you're looking for. So other than that, everything Serge Ibaka may have went looking at this game. Not to go too much on a tangent, but Serge Ibaka looking at this game, I think Marcus Gasol has lost a step um, looking at this game. And so Serge Ibaka going this late is also a pretty good coupon clipping. Nice. So we'll actually, we'll stop there for the, uh, for we hit good nine rounds there, I believe. So we'll stop yeah. there, but we want to at least transition kind of closing up shop on this game in particular on the New Orleans and Pelicans game. They're tied up 117-117. As you guys listen to oh the podcast... Goodness. I'm sure it's going to change here, uh, but we will. I will actually look at. We can kind of look at this game, and one of the things I want to at least look at that's important is, you know, obviously with Zion Williamson's on the Pelicans in particular, you're like, well, who's going to be the guy that maybe steps up? We kind of figured it was going to be across the board. Drew Holiday didn't have the best game tonight, mm-hmm. morning, afternoon, wherever you may be, but you know he, he'll be fine. And honestly. Those that are panic GMs or owners, this is your moment to start trying to buy. I mean, people really yeah. prematurely just get frustrated um, with players so early in, in this week because be, be mindful, it's going to happen this week that someone is going to want to kick the can and, and be willing to trade a player like this. So he'll be Drew Holiday will be fine. Now, um, one of the guys like I, I wanted to mention is, uh, excuse me, Josh Hart, and this guy in particular is like. You want him to be good. We expected him to be good the last couple of years. He mm-hmm. was like the MVP of Summer League a couple of years ago. And honestly, he just kind of fell off a ledge last year. You know, you thought you would get some value from him on LA, the Lakers at the time, and he just didn't. But this game, he, he played 22 minutes, 12 points. And he's actually, I mean, he, he could possibly score more. But as of right now, he has 12 points and 10 rebounds and one assist. So... And, and his field goal percentage is good. He hit all four of his three or all four of his free throw shots. Um, I'll pass you the ball there, 
Uh, LT, what's your thoughts on this game right now, man? So this is surprisingly a very tight contest. Um, without Zion Williams in New Orleans is somehow mm-hmm. in it, and I'm looking at the statue. I have no idea how, but their second unit is just obliterating uh, the uh, Toronto Raptors right now. So mm-hmm. uh, I think there's like an eight-man rotation going on with Toronto, so they don't have a lot of bench scoring. But uh, one thing you want to take away from this game is, it, like Stark said, is Josh Hart. He got the minutes tonight. Naw came out, I was watching the game, and Naw came out just firing on all cylinders, shooting firing. threes, yeah, just firing missing. the rock, missing, and this is a home, this is a home game for him, first game, he, he's, you know, he's, I, I get some jitters, he was trying mm-hmm. to make a statement, and he made the opposite, hold your water on Naw, don't, I think him and Josh Hart are going to kind of go back and forth a little bit, but you got to this Josh Hart line. You 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 got to pay attention to it. I, I think that's something on the Pelican side that you want to definitely look at. And uh, I have to take back what I said a couple uh, podcasts or two ago. Brandon Ingram. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, so he's he looked good. I, I watched him tonight, and he looked very good. Um, I don't like him with Zion out there, but without Zion, there's a lot more mm-hmm. space on that on that floor. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, what do you think, Jacob? What, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah. So it's interesting that you bring up Hart and Nod, just because I said this I said this a while ago, but I really think it's going to be uh, musical chairs based on if they need defense. So if they need defense, they're going to put in. Hart, um, and as we can see, I mean, he, he's three for four at threes, and Nas one for seven. So if Na isn't producing, um, then they're they're going to ride out Hart. Uh, I really think it's just going to be musical chairs and ride the hot hand, like you said. Um, so I mean, that's something that's something to monitor for sure. Um, and then. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny that the Raptors are only doing an eight-man uh, rotation, like you said, and right. Pelicans have a twelve-man rotation mm-hmm. where, yeah. where everyone everyone's getting minutes. It's like they want everyone everyone to play, which um, could be a detriment to some people's fantasy fantasy uh, production on the Pelicans. But it seems like it's not affecting. The starters a whole lot. Um, Derek Derek Favors Derek Favors isn't playing much, and Lonzo's not playing much. But um, yeah, I mean, I think the key here is Hart and Nah because we weren't sure who was going to step up in the absence of Zion. Um, but like you said, Ingram stepping up and Josh Hart stepping up. So uh, that's definitely something to monitor for the next two games to see if to see if it lasts and last thing i was going to also say on the alexander walker situation kind of like what you guys had mentioned the josh hart and alexander walker what i definitely love is pump up the volume he shot 10 Mm -hmm. 10 shot attempts and obviously you Mm -hmm. know probably had a jitters opening season i get it Mm -hmm. that's that's definitely true he only played 11 minutes but to get that many that many opportunity and shots that kind of tells me that and obviously, it's just the first game. You can't measure everything in one game. But what I'll take mm-hmm. from that is they want to secret. I wouldn't even say secretly. They want to really have him to take as many shots if he's on the floor because he is typically what they think a microwave scorer. So if mm-hmm. that is the case, 
with other stats he can potentially bring. That is something, as LT would say, don't be in a panic mode and be like, oh, he just sucks. I don't want to even think about him. Right. He could still be considered a player that you can have down the road. Now, what you had mentioned, Jacob, is also a strong point, too, because if they're going to have this rotation of this many players in New Orleans, mm -hmm. that's not a good thing for those in fantasy formats. But what you can at least take from this is they want to still try to measure the intangibles with every player on the team that may potentially get more solidified minutes and probably reduce some of the other players out. Now, Melly was a stream that I mentioned, which mm -hmm. was weird because he made 14 points. He made all the mm -hmm. shots, but he only had 14 minutes. But that's mm -hmm. okay, I suppose. He got empty box stats after that. Now, and then Kendrick Williams is another guy I, I believe should have got a little bit more time in this game, but yeah. he still did pretty well as well, other than missing off his field goal shots, but he'll get you the stock stats is there. So we'll kind of transition on the Toronto side of things. I wish this game was over, but actually I don't wish it was nope. over it's an overtime game, OT, right? Yeah. Um, we, Man, OT, yeah. Um, I just wanted us to at least have the full, uh, you know, everything in this episode, but that's okay. So on the Toronto side of things, as you guys had mentioned, the rotation, what they only ran, let's see, was it nine players? Is that right, or is that eight players? Eight, eight players. Eight, eight, eight players, mm -hmm. which, is, which is crazy in, in a sense. Um, right. But it's actually good in, in a way for those fantasy mm. GMs that if you're going to play a tight rotation, this gives you the chance of kind of looking at what players that you can formulate from the bench mm -hmm. and utilize for your fantasy team. Now, mm -hmm. um, the OG, he didn't have the game we were really looking at. It wasn't the best, but... One thing that is okay to see is he had 26 minutes this game, Correct. 11 points and six rebounds, and it looks like he's not starting the set or this overtime, uh, which is unfortunate. They got Norman Powell ahead, mm. and then you know what LT had mentioned as well. Marcus Saul, uh, he's just not looking good right now. Nah. Mm -mm. And then you got Serge Ibaka here that is looking better than him. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'll leave it there. It doesn't necessarily mean it'll, it'll kind of go back and forth, but. That's a situation I, I want to avoid, in a sense. And then uh, Van Vliet, I'll actually pass you the ball on that one, LT. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to slap it away. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah. Van, Van Vliet, look, I mean, he looks great out there. He's aggressive. Uh, if you look at the uh, box score of you guys, you know, when you look through the games, he has seven assists so far to Lowry six. Um, you look at the shots taken, he's taken two more shots than Lowry, and he's mm. been on the court just as much. Lowry, by the way, stinking up the joint when yeah. it comes to field goal percentage, three-pointers made, but he's still somehow rounding out his his, his other uh, areas. Mm -hmm. One thing I want to say is that um, if I was, maybe if I was able to talk during the summertime, OG Anube is one of my uh, gems that I have uh, been eyeing in late, late in rounds to get. I love that he has 32 minutes tonight. Um, I did watch some of his gameplay. He was aggressive earlier on. Um, I'm looking for him to kind of take more shots uh, as the season progresses um norman powell kind of upset me i, I kind of use them as a streamer in a, in a league mm. and uh he he hasn't done too much um but he has seven rebounds magically mm -hmm. um but other than that the biggest takeaway from this game for toronto they have a very very tight rotation so if you have i, I have pascal siakam he unfortunately fouled out but uh, 18 rebounds, 10 of 11 from free throws, and um, 34 points, one block. No steals this game, but you know the steals are coming. Uh, wow. Uh, he, he might be a special player to own this year, so look out for him. But uh, what do you think, Jacob, on Toronto so far? Yeah, I mean, Siakam took this game over. It's unfortunate, it's, it's unfortunate that he fouled out. I mean, 
Look at those free throws. Ten. Uh, Man, ten, yeah, four, eleven. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry about that, Stark. No, no, no. <laughs> Go ahead, brother. No. <laughs> That's crazy, though. But uh, here, I'll uh, here uh, for Van Vliet. Um, I'm I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate. I think I think the Pelicans aren't aren't going to be that great of a defensive team. So he was able to have his way with them. I'm not going to take away from his game at all, but I'm just saying I could easily see him the next game have, you know, 13 points for, (laughs) for four assists, you know, like an inefficient night, but I, but this is super promising. And yes, we all want to overreact and stuff because it just it looks awesome and and this is such a fun game. But I just think we should temper a little bit on Van Vliet, even though yeah. he does have the opportunity and opportunity is key. Um, and and lastly, I do want to say I was really down on Gasol. I mean, he's he he's uh, he's getting up there in age and he already won his championship, so I think that fires a little bit mm, out. And, damn, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I just, yeah, I I don't have the highest hopes for him, and I can easily see the Raptors trading him if, uh, you know, if he continues this pace. Now, I don't think he'll always be this bad. Of course, we can't, like Stark says, we can't we can't overreact to one night. But yeah, I I'm not I'm not as high on him this year for sure. Yeah, and then at the same time with the situation, it is something you know we talk about just not to overreact on, on one game because mm-hmm. I, I do agree with you there also Jacob that uh you know Van Vliet I, I can see him dropping like 12 or 13 points the next game mm-hmm. and then at the same time right. New Orleans is like going to be the hyper fast-paced offense and that I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if they are the number one team or top three in fast-paced offense and just because right. you're a fast-paced offense doesn't necessarily mean you're like this awesome team that can right. it can work against you and that defense if that's the case is you're just running the ball up almost I'm not saying you're letting them score but you don't care if they score or not you just want to push the ball up the court and that can go backwards on you and so that could mm-hmm. open up the opportunity of why Van Vliet exploded this game but mm-hmm. I think still Van Vliet is a player that I would want on my fantasy team in particular but I don't expect these games to continue on for him to score 31 plus a game or even like average that much. But if he did, I guess, you know, he would shut my mouth. But that is an excellent step. <laughs> I cannot lie. But, oh, you know, yeah. going back to Spicy P, Pascal Siakam, mm. my goodness. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like, I know it's just one game, but one thing that you, you know, you basically highlighted on there, Jacob, is that high volume of free throw shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, shot 11 shots and made 10 out of 11 that let me let let you guys the listeners know like that's like an equivalent james harden type Mm -hmm. free throw and that is nothing to take lightly so if you're in a categories league and or in a dynasty format if he's going to get to the free throw line obviously this could be one of those just games and i'm not going to say i'm not going to put a premium on it but if he's getting to the free throw line a lot that is something that is going to be beautiful and his value would boost up instantly because I already have it in my mind that, you know, I mentioned this on a, a few podcast episodes ago, you know, they're going to uh, utilize the offense through him from time to time. And if that's the case, I can see him easily averaging four plus assists from last year at 3.1. It looks like he had five assists this game. So that mm-hmm. is a common thing that I can see. The stock stats, I know, I think LT had mentioned he's a, basically the whole box. I don't see him that way yet. But as time progresses on, he could be that. He did get mm-hmm. one block this game. 
But that 18 rebounds, good lord. I mean, that is that is excellent. And yeah. then 34 points, and then he hit two snipes on, on top of that. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that sticks out to me in the, the stat line of this night, morning, wherever you may be in the fantasy community or world, is that free throw shot. So that is mm-hmm. something that I'm going to take a big notice of, and I'm going to be having my eyes like a hawk watching that because that is a game changer uh, on your team. And if that is the case, uh, I'll give it a few games until what I can think of him, but that is something important to see. Um, so we're going to kind of transition to the clutch shot. And we didn't, we'll touch a little bit of the Lakers game, and I'll pass you the ball there, uh, you know, LT. What's your thoughts on, you know, the Lakers and the Clippers, you know, in this particular game, man? Um, I, I I haven't seen any of it because they're playing the OT match, but they're uh, yeah. the Lakers are right now looking like they're crushing yeah. Clippers right now, and yeah. it probably isn't fair to as far as uh, NBA is concerned. It's probably not fair until Paul George comes back in and is able to match up with the Lakers there and, and right. against LeBron. But um, that matchup, as far as fantasy, you can expect Anthony Davis and LeBron uh, to probably have stellar games. Um, uh, let me see. Uh, let me take a quick gander over here to this game. I got Anthony Davis. Yeah, Anthony Davis, LeBron. Um, I, I'm big on McGee this year. I think he's gonna be. Oh. The, I think he's gonna. Yeah, Monkey McGee. I think he's gonna. Yeah. Be the, uh, I think he's gonna be the primary center in clutch times. But uh, if not, if not, just Anthony Davis playing the five. But uh, I think they're gonna have McGee out there. He's better at free throws than uh, Dwight Howard, and so I feel like he might be out there a lot, a little bit more uh, than Dwight. And on and on the Clippers side, it, there's not much to not much to go over. Um, I. Yeah. I just think I think Kawhi's gonna have a big game. Uh, what do you think, Jacob? What do you think about this matchup tonight? Yeah, I think we all saw this coming with no Paul George, and it's basically a it's basically a bunch of role players who have to who have to step up uh, in his absence. So mm-hmm. you know, I do see the Lakers beating him by ten tonight or so. Um, but I am surprised by the Clippers that they started Patrick Patterson. I know they have to start someone. <laughs> someone but i was thinking, uh, <laughs> uh yeah i mean i didn't even know he was still Plain? in the league <laughs> no, i'm just fine i'm yeah. fine but no, you know no he wasn't but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he wasn't um no like i thought they were talking about like jamichael green starting which is why i was high on him for streamers and mm-hmm. or uh mo harkless i hope they get yeah. into the game because i because you know like those are the type of boring players who can actually get the job done and maybe come back in this game uh, even though it's early, of course, but Patrick Patterson, though, uh, nah, <laughs> I don't know Hark, why he's starting. Hark, Hark, who goes there? I don't know yeah. why he's. I don't know why he's not starting. He's the right size yeah. to go up against the the Lakers front, and uh, that's a weird. Patrick Patterson is a weird play. He's he's yeah. old and 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 slow. So I don't I don't know exactly what they were thinking there. Yeah. But I will say I I do like Zubak this year, uh, mm-hmm. just to kind of do like dirty work underneath the basket and. Yeah. Uh, uh, they did do a quick switch. Uh, they took out some players here and put in Montrez Harrell and Lou Williams really early in the game. So uh, those two are probably going to play a lot more than some of yeah. the starters. Keepers. Uh, what do you think, Starks? Um, I'll just say this. I'm just looking at this in particular. I know this game just started, and unfortunately we won't be able to cover this whole game. But I'll say it like this. Why, why are they getting cute? I mean, you've you got Patty Mayonnaise out there, Pat, Pat Patterson. And I'm just trying to understand, why is Montrez Harrell not starting? Like, what's the point? What's the point of like? Why are you trying to get cute? Just start him. Like, why is not out there? So. Why is Lou not starting out there? Exactly. Like, just, just like, what, are, what are they doing? 
they yeah. they li- they literally they literally like got was getting busted up and then they they just threw them in there. You might as well have just started with them in the first place. Like Landry Shamit, I mean, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Shamit guy, actually. Yeah, Shamit ain't too bad. I mean, he's not bad. Sure, sure. But but he should be coming off the bench if they wanted to roll out their best team. It's just I think, like, Doc really wants those guys to come in against, like, the second unit or, like, a tired first unit and just ball out. You know, I get that strategy. But it's like you want to start off hot, just put in your best players. What's going on? Nah, he wanted to start out hot using Patty Mayonnaise, so I guess that makes sense. (laughs) Hot manic, no, no, yeah, no. Corner three specialists, yeah, hey, man, yeah. Right. So, so with that said, uh, do you guys want to? Actually, we might as well go ahead and collect uh, to Dwight Howard. <laughs> what type of hairdo is that? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so we'll just go. We'll go ahead with the clutch shot, man. We'll get it going here. So, uh, LT, do you have a clutch shot here for the listeners, man? Um, yeah, I can go ahead and just do a real quick clutch shot. Tomorrow's going to be is Wednesday, uh, the big day for games. So get your popcorn ready, mm-hmm. get your tortilla chips and salsa, right. and sit back, relax on your couch, on your on your uh, on your chair, your lawn chair if you're in a garage. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, exactly. People <laughs> in my neighborhood are are in their garages half the time. I don't know why anyone would that do that. Fun. It sounds awful, but anyways, uh, <laughs> if you want to do that or uh, your computer chair like I am and sit back, relax, and enjoy the beautiful, beautiful first big day of basketball tomorrow. Um, I, if you guys want to uh, send any information questions to me, I did update my IG, so it is the underscore Sage Network underscore, um, and uh, I'll, be, I'll be watching all the games. I think, uh, Starks, do you know of NBA... Uh, you think they're doing the league pass? I know sometimes, a lot of times, the first week is free. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really sure. I remember you used to give me the hookup back in the day, man. I oh man, <laughs> those league pass hookups, man. I know, I know those are nice, nice and tasty. <laughs> yeah, so I, but yeah, I don't. I don't know how they're doing it this year, Jacob. Do you know or uh, the league pass? I mean, I saw someone tweet that they bought the league pass for like 250 bucks with no advertisements. So that's that's the only thing I know about the league pass. I usually don't indulge in that myself nice nice so, so yeah. i will take i'll take a clutch shot and then uh i guess the clutch shot that i'll take this evening morning afternoon wherever you may be in the fantasy world is uh you guys again i know this is like a commercial but let me just hit it with you guys again newlifefantasy.com make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast uh subscribe to the website join as a member for free do all of those things it helps us to keep uh everything going and obviously like i said we uh, want to try to provide more episodes throughout the week it used to be a two uh episode a week type of thing but i'm just going to go by you know what i feel and if the you know obviously the the team want to jump in at any time it's always an open format i did an episode yesterday uh, solely <clears throat> uh, before the season started and you guys can check out that content too because i know the consensus is that you know when uh Experts talk about on their podcast, like they do a breakdown in summer, uh, each team, like and kind of expand on it. I actually covered all NBA teams last night mm. and it wasn't an expansion of everything. But I give you guys uh, basically a quick, uh, at least a logic uh, pinpoint on players that you can need to talk or at least uh uh, look at and actually let me take a, another clutch shot because i meant to mention this as you guys know blake griffin is out for a little while mm. and it's crazy mm. because literally at least i started to i wouldn't say i lost focus on my 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 strong ability at least calling things 
Uh, but I did say last episode, literally, like Christian Wood is a guy you want to look at yeah. in Detroit in particular because if Blake mm. Griffin gets hurt and look at him, he's already hasn't he has an owie right now that <laughs> he could be considered a player that you're going to need, as Jacob would say, on your watch list. Mm-hmm. And obviously, obviously, right now it's a little too late. Take him off your watch list, grab him if he's available in your league, and stream him until you know he comes back. Uh, Blake Griffin. And if that's the case and you need to drop him when Blake Griffin comes back, that's fine. Put him back on your watch list because at any time during even the mm-hmm. fantasy playoffs that's coming, uh, when if you're getting that far, he might you might have to ha- have him rostered on your team because the potential that he can do on the floor. He can get you those stock stats, those steals and blocks and rebounds. Mm-hmm. That is a guy that you want to look at. I'm not worried about Fonmaker there. You know what I mean? So then no. you got Andre Drummond that is going to do a little bit more on the offense, which is fine. But Blake Griffin, I still like him as a fantasy player, uh, as we all do. But the, the, the injuries and questions with him in particular is always a worrisome thing. But Christian Wood, if anything, he's an immediate ad for you for this week. And I'll pass mm-hmm. you the ball there, Jacob. You have a clutch shot, man. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so I just wanted to tell all of the listeners in our league, thank you so much for joining. I mean, it was such a fun draft, and it was it was such a fun time um, evaluating on this podcast all all of all of the draft picks. And I really hope you guys didn't take offense whenever we were being silly about some picks, just because like I feel like I feel like we're talking to you guys as friends. And so like, you know, like we're just like razzing on each other or praising each other for your picks. So I really hope you guys didn't take any offense because this is all in fun. And who knows, we could even eat crow just because your pick could pan out and it could probably beat me one week. So, (laughs) um, so, I mean, I just want to say it was a lot of fun and I appreciate you guys joining. Nice, nice. And that's true. I mean, nice. we just we have a good time. We have fun. We're going to be wrong, too, a lot of times. Just kind of mm-hmm. like I, I can look at Dwight Howard right now, looking at him and, and looking at these braids with like the color in his hair. Like, you know, that's not my style, but hey, you know, that's what he decided to do. Right. And, you know, that's just me just nitpicking with him and being funny. But, you know, he's a good NBA player. Well, he used mm-hmm. to be. But anyways, not to get no, hardcore on him. <laughs> so you guys, thank, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, you can find me on my Twitter handle. It's at Stark underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram, One Closing Hero. Jacob, where can I find you at, man? You can find me on Twitter at Ain't Done Yet. And Done is spelled D-U-N-N-E. LT, where can I find you again? I know you said it, but maybe they didn't hear it. Hey, that's okay, man. I'll double up. Um, I got I, I got my name straight. So on IG, you can find me on Instagram at underscore Sage Network underscore, and then on Twitter, you can find me at Sage Network X. Uh, come uh, shoot any questions you have, and uh, I'm looking forward to more podcasts. All right, awesome. You guys yeah. have a good evening, morning, afternoon. Take a ride.